Welcome to Mouse Geek Radio, where your hosts from two coasts, Mallory and Scott, embrace their inner mouse geekdom with you. Welcome to episode 42 of Mouse Geek Radio for the week of February 11th, 2019. I'm your host, Scott Barrett, here with my wonderful co-host, Mallory O'Brien. Mallory, how are you? I'm doing all right. Happy Valentine's Day, buddy. Happy Valentine's Day. That's one holiday we don't celebrate in my house. (laughs) I, yeah, it's silly. Well, it's an excuse for us to get some chocolate. That's basically what we do. Okay. So, uh, so this episode should be fun. I had a lot of fun thinking about this one. Uh, we are titling it "What We Love About Fantasyland." I think we're going to talk about Fantasyland on each coast. I think we both have some unique experiences on each side of the uh, the country here, and uh, uh, I don't know. It should be fun to see what we each talk about. Yeah, Fantasyland is really the heart of Disneyland and Magic Kingdom. It's like what Walt Disney envisioned as a, the focal point of his park. So Fantasyland, it's important for those to be, to, for them to like get it right. Because <laughs> that's where he is showcasing his films for us to step inside. Absolutely. And I think even though they, they, they both follow that same direction, they're uniquely very different. Which is they really are. Yeah. As far as East Coast versus West Coast, completely different feels. Um, there are some overlaps and attractions, but there's some unique ones on both coasts as well. So uh, I think, yeah, each coast has something to offer. Some better than others. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Uh, let's start on the East Coast. Let's start at the Magic Kingdom at Disney World. Um, and uh, I guess let's dive in. I'm curious, what uh, what is one thing that you love about uh, Fantasyland at Walt Disney World? Well, uh, a lot of the things that I really like about Fantasyland are in Magic Kingdom are the queues like the updated queues that they've done with interactivity I really enjoy the Peter Pan's flight queue in Magic Kingdom I like we call it Winnie the queue <laughs> the <laughs> outside of Winnie the Pooh even though it's Germ City it's a really good idea for people that are having to stand in line all day there with children they have something to occupy their time i love the big top which is right outside of uh dueling dumbos which is another thing i love about that fantasy land is you have two dumbos so weights should be lower and when you do wait you've got a playground for your kid to play in while you wait for your time and uh on the attraction uh so yeah i i really like the cues in Fantasyland on the East Coast. 
Uh, it's a good one. The Peter Pan cue I did for the first time in December, and it kind of blew me away. Um, specifically, like the shadows and just following Tinkerbell around, and uh, it's we don't have anything like that in Disneyland. And uh, yeah, the line at Disneyland is rough. Disneyland, oh yeah, it is. I'm, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Minimum of 40 minutes, regardless of what time of day you visit. No fast passes available. You're just going to hang out in the switchbacks. That's just how it goes. Yep. Even if you rope drop it. I mean, unless you're one of those people that, you know, you're running back and <laughs> you can push your way through and, and get there. Yeah, you're waiting minimum 40 minutes. Um, but, yeah, the Peter Pan queue in Disney World is is absolutely stunning. They they put a lot of effort into that. Um, it's fun. Uh and yeah, it's a nice distraction um, the whole way through. And I think, I think that's indicative of what you know. Hopefully, going forward, they're trying to do with some of you know new attractions, especially like in Star Wars Land and whatnot, where the you know the queuing itself is part of the experience. You're not just sort of waiting and switchbacks and you know just kind of bored out of your mind waiting to get to the actual attraction. But it is part of the attraction. You mentioned the uh, the big top, the Dueling Dumbo's uh, queue, as well as the uh, the Winnie the Pooh queue, and um, we had, we didn't we didn't ride Dumbo. Uh, or I have not ridden Dumbo there. Uh, however, I've heard a lot about the queue, but we've definitely done Winnie the Pooh. Uh, we did it years and years ago when the kids were little as well. And you know these interactive queues again, not only just experience, but great for kids. Oh my god, and great for parents. <laughs> Keeps the kids busy. Definitely. What what's something you enjoy about Magic Kingdom's Fantasyland. Um, okay, so I'm not a big shopper. However, I love to walk through shops. <laughs> I just don't like spending all the money. And I am very impressed and love walking through Big Top Souvenirs. Oh, uh, yeah. It's it's fun. It's it's a giant store. Um, they have pretty much anything and everything you're looking for. I've purchased, every time I go on a trip, I purchase a hat, no matter what park I'm in. So I always purchase my Disney World hats there. Really? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, you know, it's, a, I mean, come on, it's a giant circus tent. Um, and it's got in the middle, you know, around the circle, it's like a bakery. They've got, they're making, they're making treats, they're selling treats. And, you know, it you just kind of like a fly to, to light. You just kind of move into the middle and you, you can't leave without buying a treat there. Yeah. I think I've only purchased cotton candy there. I think that's the only thing I've ever bought in that store. <laughs> <laughs> so it sounds about right. But it's great, and it's, you know, it's it's because of its size, uh, you know, unlike a lot of shops, you know, people bring their strollers and, 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 and wheelchairs and scooters and stuff in there, and I always felt like the walkways in there were, were quite large, and you could move around pretty easily without uh, bottlenecking or getting stuck behind people or running into people, which I really liked as well. That's very true. The Emporium, uh, and on both coasts, that can get a little rough. That can get really rough. Oh, you try to go in there after the park closes? Oh, man. Forget it. Forget it. Uh, something else I enjoy about Magic Kingdom's Fantasyland is the the whole section of New Fantasyland dedicated to Beauty and the Beast. When New Fantasyland was built, we got another castle. It's Beast <laughs> Castle, which is fun. There were two new castles that we got, actually. But uh, we, we got Beast Castle there, little teeny tiny guy at the top of the hill. But I, I very much enjoy Be Our Guest Restaurant, which should be called Be Our Guest Restaurant. I'm sure I've said that many times, but it's really important to me that that should be known. <laughs> um, and then, of course, you have Maurice's Cottage adjacent to the restaurant. 
for Enchanted Tales with Belle, which is really cute and a, an awesome character meet and greet experience because they they tell the story of Beauty and the Beast. Everybody in the room gets to get their pictures made with Belle. I think that was a genius way to do a meet and greet. They made it a whole attraction. It's a whole thing. And uh, I just think that whole area is very smart and pretty and love it. That's awesome. I, yeah, again, I, I need to get back there. <laughs> I have not been inside like the, I, I kind of saw some of the Beauty and Beast stuff, but it wasn't a priority on the last trip. So, uh, you know, hearing you describe it makes me really want to go and experience it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel, I, if if you don't have young ones or have a true love for Belle as the character, you probably wouldn't go to Enchanted Tales with Belle. But, um, you know, I had, I had to experience it when it first opened. I just had to see what it was like. And then now that my daughter's into princesses, it's big deal. It's a big deal. Oh, you have to now. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I just want to experience just to, just to experience it. I love, you know, the things that they do, especially around the characters. Oh, yeah. Any any other things you love about Magic Kingdom? Yeah, uh, sort of keeping cool. into the, like like that Beauty and the Beast uh, sort of theme around you know the animated movies and whatnot. Tangled bathrooms. Yes. So, but specifically tangled bathrooms at night. So you know we walk by there during the day. I use the bathrooms at day. When we went back at night with all the lanterns lit up and that whole area is kind of lit up and sort of happening. Oh my goodness, what an experience! It is absolutely stunning. Right. Um, what a lot of money they spent on those tangled toilets, and I appreciate it. <laughs> Absolutely. But it, it's just, it's an experience. You know, they have other things back there. They do the, the photography back there with the lighted lamps, and um, it's it, there's some nice places to sit down and just hang out. It's a nice meeting place if you're trying to meet with friends or family or get back to a place if you're trying to, you know, maybe your kids went off for a while, and they're, you know, it's a great place to sort of regroup. Uh, but overall, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's a... I, you know, you walk up to it, you would think there's an attraction in there. That's how beautiful the outside building is. And, you know, you when you really find would. out it's toilets, you know, you go, wow, okay. And the toilets are, like, are an attraction. They're beautiful inside. They're like bummer. <laughs> <laughs> and they have charging stations for your phones in that area, which is really nice. Yeah, it's just, uh, they, it's just a, a well done job with that space. Um, it so. was so necessary. Uh, on my last trip, we hung out there hung out there for probably a good half hour just sitting there chatting under the lights and it was just it was just a beautiful experience nice um okay on the on the other side of new fantasy land on the opposite side of beast castle is another area that i love which is gaston's tavern and you gotta love the water feature out there but more than that i love the treats they have in gaston's tavern particularly the cinnamon rolls that is excellent especially if you ask for extra frosting and they'll give you a, a little side of it that's warm Ooh, oh, so good oh. so i mean I, I look forward to that as as a treat that i'm gonna get when i go to magic kingdom i seek those out yeah the theming in there is really well done uh, you feel like you are in the tavern from the movie it's great um, Definitely. Have you tried? Uh, yeah. So you did. This, you do the cinnamon rolls there. Yes. Yummy, yummy. Okay. Uh, so uh, okay. Let's see here. Um, 
Okay, so this is this is a this is a no brainer, but I've got to have it on my list. Uh, Cinderella's Castle during Christmas time at night uh, with the icicles all lit up. To me, I love that, and that is a sort of the I don't know. It's a big thing for me, and so I had to put it on my list. <laughs> well, yeah, it's gorgeous. It really is. It's like an entryway. It's that. I mean, to me, that's like the park, right? I go to Disneyland or Disney World. I go to the castle and. You know, I, I don't feel like I feel like I'm in the park, but I don't quite feel like I'm in the park until I see the castle, until I'm up next to the castle, close to the castle. And then, you know, I, it's been years since I've seen that castle in person. And then, you know, going there at night and seeing it lit up for Christmas uh, was just wow. It just blew, blew me away. It is. And it doesn't matter how many pictures I see of it. It still doesn't compare to when you see it in person. It just really is like breathtaking, especially the first time you see the castle like that lit up. You're like, holy smokes, how do they even do that? It's uh, it's a lot of lights. A lot of lights, a lot of work, um, but it's definitely worth it. Definitely. So on the same note of Cinderella Castle, some things I like about the East Coast version of the castle are the fact that there is a restaurant inside Cinderella's Royal Table. Uh, too expensive. But <laughs> very cool uh, ambiance, if, especially if you can sit at some of the stained glass windows and overlook Fantasyland. It's really neat. And also, Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique is actually in Cinderella Castle at Magic Kingdom. Whereas on the left coast, Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique is in a separate area. So it's just a little bit less magical, but it's still magical. Also, uh, Bibbidi Bobbidi on the East Coast, it's just larger. It's just very grand and very exciting for the young ladies and gentlemen to come in there and have their makeovers. So it's uh, it's cool that those are in the castle. Uh, okay, cool. Um, so there's a little thing in Fantasyland that a lot of people may or may not notice. I, they may have noticed it when it popped up many, many, many years ago. But uh, uh, for me personally, um, there was a, uh, a video that came out of a, a, a doctor, Dr. Randy Pausch. I'm not sure if you've heard of him. I'm sure a lot of people have or haven't. But he did something called The Last Lecture back in 20 something 2010 2011 somewhere back there and he used to be an imagineer he used to work on video games and this lecture personally affected me a lot in my life and they have a plaque dedicated to him over by the mad hatter tea party uh where they have one of his quotes which says be good at something it makes you valuable have something to bring to the table because that will make you more welcome and uh it's a very good quote and if you have not seen the last lecture i highly recommend it but you know i always make a point to go see that plaque because of you know the significance to me so uh anyway there's that that's amazing i had no idea that plaque existed i didn't i haven't seen that lecture it, the plaque no is idea. just a little thing. It looks like a, it's you know it's written on like an Alice in Wonderland sort of stylized leaf. And it's just in the sort of in the bushes near the Mad Hatter Tea Party, very out of the way and uh, inconspicuous. But um, yeah, if you know if you ever get a chance to watch that, I highly recommend it. It's very inspirational, and you know the basic story is is he finds out he has you know this pancreatic cancer and he's dying, and he does this lax lecture, and it's really something he wrote to his young children that he presented to everybody at Carnegie Mellon where he taught. And uh, it's just, you know, full of life lessons and, and stories. And it's uh, just one of those things that, you know, will stick with you. That's so cool. Very special. 
and interesting that it's in a Disney park. Yeah, I think you know, like I said, he was he was an Imagineer for a while. <clears throat> he was one of the um, lead engineers on uh, the Disney Quest Aladdin uh, uh, virtual reality attraction. Oh, okay. And um, he did a lot of work around virtual reality and graphics for Imagineering uh, way back when, and uh, was very integral in a lot of the Disney Quest and a lot of the sort of attraction type stuff that they worked on. Uh, and uh, yeah, it was just nice to see them sort of, you know, pay pay a bit of a respect and, and whatnot to, to someone that that was important. Wow. Well, that was that got deep. Yeah, sorry, but a, no, it's good. So I'm just gonna go back to being shallow. Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Nice. I love it as a whole. I mean, it's a it's a really fun family coaster, and ever since it's been open, it's been consistently had super long lines they're never going to go back down because it's awesome it's super fun everyone in the family can enjoy it you know minus the infants and uh it's just it's such an awesome attraction with beautiful queue beautiful animatronics and yeah a lot of fun yeah that one that one uh is a lot of fun um you're absolutely right. It's a lot of fun, especially when you get stuck on it once and almost twice in two days. Oh, that's a bummer. <laughs> but no, I mean, it is fun. And the, yeah, you, you know, the, the way they do the projections in the mine is great. And I mean, it's just overall a super fun ride. And it's a unique, uh, you know, unique car structure with the swing, the swing seats. So yeah, good choice. Exactly. Um, I only have one more and it's, it's nothing really important, but I, I love the sort of, uh, I'm so used to the Disneyland side of things when it comes to Fantasyland and Disney World. I love the open walkways. I just have to mention that. <laughs> oh, okay. I feel you. You know, I always feel like there's so much room, um, so much room to walk around in, in Fantasyland. I mean, in Magic Kingdom in general, but in Fantasyland specifically because, like I said, I'm so used to the Disneyland. It's so crowded. There's always – it's just – it's always a bear to get get around in Fantasyland. There's strollers, there's people, uh, but man, Walt World Fantasy yeah, I, see, and I feel like that too. The you know in Magic Kingdom, there's like a certain hours of the day where I won't even go over to Fantasyland in Magic sure. Kingdom because it gets just so bananas. Yeah, near near the carousel and the biggest parking lot of strollers you'll ever see in your life. It's amazing. <laughs> and they like valet them over there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I actually mentioned the exterior queue for Under the Sea for the Little Mermaid attraction. Now, that attraction does exist in Disney's. Disney's? No, it's just Disney California, <laughs> isn't it? Ooh, God. They put apostrophe S on some things and not on others. You never know. Yeah. So. The attraction's identical, but we got another castle in Magic Kingdom, and it's gorgeous. And there are water features, and there are little interactive games with these little crabs in uh, windows. It's it's very similar to Tom Sawyer Island, the Pirate's Lair uh, in Disneyland. So I, I was a big fan of all those little additions, and it's just a beautiful queue, and it moves quickly, and I'm a fan. Uh, and then the the final thing that I love about Magic Kingdom Fantasyland is the fact that it does not close during fireworks. <laughs> uh, that's <laughs> like, true. You know, like you don't have to pick a time of day where you where you have to avoid it, where you know, well, we get, we can't go over there because it's time for fireworks. So I've actually 
watched fireworks in the queue to Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, and it's a really cool vantage point. Oh, that's a great, yeah, that's a great point. And yeah, you guys have the advantage out in the, well, you guys, but the East Coast has the advantage of that for sure. Um, however, you know, I did get to watch the, the fireworks while I was in the Dumbo queue when I was in Disneyland last. So That still is amazing. <laughs> like, you timed it perfectly. It was so perfect, and it like shocked Like, it's not a big deal in Walt Disney World, but that is a big deal in Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I think, we're, are we done with uh, the Magic Kingdom Fantasyland? Yeah, we're spent. Let's go to the West Coast. Getting on the airplane and like Indiana Jones, we got the map up and we've got the little red line moving across and yeah, we'll land in uh, Disneyland. Yeah, about eight hours later. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I don't even know where to start. There's so many things I love about Disneyland's Fantasyland. Um, same, same. You know what? I'm going to start at the beginning. I'm going to start basically how you get into Fantasyland and that's walking through Sleeping Beauty's Castle. Uh, to me, Sleeping Beauty's Castle is better than Cinderella's castle if we're gonna put it there and I've had arguments with many of my friends about this and we laugh but uh, it's near and dear to my heart and you know at Christmas time again it's just super special super lit up but it's just it's such a quaint little perfect classic castle to to walk under and get into fantasy land you know you walk in you see the carousel right there you've got the huge line for Peter Pan on your right <laughs> Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique exactly. on the left um <laughs> Uh, but it's it's you know it's not like this giant hallway you're walking through either. It's just it's very quaint, very you know, uh, just I don't know. There's just something about it's it. It's cozy. It's cozy. That's a great word. It's cozy, and it's got the Sleeping Beauty walk, the Sleeping Beauty Castle walkthrough, which is I is one of my more favorite things to do there. And a working drawbridge. That's right, and a working drawbridge. I would love to be there when it work when it like goes up. There's like no nope. be nuts. No more, no more Fantasyland for you. <laughs> Well, yeah, I had the the Sleeping Beauty Castle walkthrough on my list of things that I love. Those vignettes are just so pretty, and I love the story of Sleeping Beauty regardless. So it's really fun to walk through there, and you really, I mean, you feel like you're inside a castle. Everything is medieval and and perfectly themed, and you get the, the music, and it's a great place to kind of chill out too it's very calm and quiet in there for the most part so i'm a fan of that definitely nice all right what do you got what's your what's your first sort of love of fantasy land man okay so one of my favorite parts of any park in the world is the mad tea party in disneyland's fantasy land the gorgeous paper lanterns especially right at dusk with the cute little music in the background it's just so adorable and so pretty and i I just don't i can't think of a prettier happier more pastel and perfect location to be in life (laughs) (laughs) it's almost like a a dream sequence at night it really is yeah it's so Instagram worthy. Like, <laughs> it really is. Prior to Instagram, that was the place where you just were thinking, this is a feast for the eyes. I mean, it just has everything all in one area. I'm really glad you said that one. I'm looking at my list. I don't have that one on my list, and I'm very disappointed I didn't have it on my list. Oh, man. Well, that's okay. I'm sure you have things on yours that aren't on mine. Uh, maybe. <laughs> 
okay, what yeah. What are some other uh, things? I will have something on my list that you may not have. Here we go. <clears throat> is it closed? <laughs> <laughs> so this is uh, one of the things I love, and this is, uh, it's really through my kids. My kids, uh, they know about this, and it's like a, a thing for, for us now, and I got to do it on the last trip, but it's on King Arthur's Carousel riding the Mary Poppins horse. Oh, fun. So for those of you out there who may not know this, there is a horse on King Arthur's Carousel. I'll give you a little bit of history, not to go too deep. But the horse is named Jingles. It was Walt's favorite horse, and it was the lead horse of the carousel. Uh, in 2005, and I remember this, I was there. This is 50th. It was painted gold, uh, nose to tail. It was trimmed in 18-karat gold leaf, and uh, it was used for photo ops near Dumbo. And I think I have a photo, like not a digital photo, but like a real 3 by 5 photo. What? Photos. What's that like? <laughs> exactly. How do, you, how do you pitch to Zoom? <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> you, have to, you have to use your arms and move it far away and closer. It's really nope, strange. I don't, I don't get it. Uh, but then they put it back on uh, a few years later after the year of A Million Dreams, and they painted it uh, in dedication to Julie Andrews and added some Mary Poppins Ooh, flair to it. She's my queen. Um, one of the things they added to it that, you know, I think I have a picture of somewhere as well is uh, under her cantle, which I had no idea what that was called when I looked this up. I had to ask my kids who were big into horses, but apparently that's the raised curve part behind a horse's saddle they have uh sort of in there uh painted is like her uh the parrot handled umbrella uh things like that uh and then they have that she was an honorary ambassador uh and that title painted on the cantle apparently anyway if you ever I've never get out heard there, that term yeah, but that, neither. thank you they knew the exactly what it was i was like okay <laughs> but yeah riding the mary poppins horse it's one horse on the big carousel and you feel special when you get to ride it because it's you know it was it's dedicated to Julie Andrews, and it's kind of cool, and it's unique and special. And, uh, you know, if you're a Disney geek, uh, that's something to do. Ah, uh, that was a really good geeky thing to love right there. I love it. Uh, something else I love in general about Disneyland's Fantasyland is the architecture. Oh. It's uh, You have kind of like the cobblestone streets, all the attractions, exteriors sort of look like whatever film they're portraying which most of them are European village type deals so you have you know Pinocchio's Daring Journey has the Italian looking facade and you've got the did I say that right? yeah Italian then, <laughs> Italiano Italiano then you have uh Snow White's got the Germany-looking architecture. You've got Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. It looks more like the UK. It's all it's all really cute how they've done it, and it doesn't look out of place. I mean, they the styles blend together really well. I think. You know, I agree, and I, I, I literally, as you were saying that, I had that on my list: the architecture of fantasy. <laughs> oh, I love it! It is so; it's beautiful. It's you're absolutely right. It's it's stunning and beautiful, and you know, I'm glad they redid it back in the '80s and came up with this theming. And it's just, yeah, I was yeah. looking at old pictures of like the the medieval look that they had initially. Yikes, that was a little rough. It, very rough. You know, we have some old pictures of when I was a kid there, and yeah, I just go, oh man, I can't believe it looked like that. Yeah, that, it was kind of like sideshow carnival-y looking. But uh, I'm sure it, it felt really cool at the time, and same at Magic Kingdom, and 
in Walt Disney World. When I look back at a lot of the architecture, I'm like, yikes. <laughs> Even today, you look at some of the architecture and go, yikes. <laughs> I, yeah, still today. Uh, yeah, some of those facades, man. Ugh. Time to tear that down and try something else. Truly. Uh, okay, so uh, I, I, we can't do an episode like this unless I mention my favorite dark ride of all time, Pinocchio. Oh, yay! I don't have much else to say on that. I've I've spoken much about it on previous episodes, but Pinocchio is my favorite, one of my favorite Disney dark rides ever. It's just, it's a nostalgia thing for me. It's a, I love Pinocchio. Pinocchio was, uh, you know, big when I was growing up in my house. And then, like, the ride itself is just, I don't know. It's fun. It's just a fun dark ride. Well, yeah, I like all the scary dark rides in <laughs> in Fantasyland. And I didn't really realize that they were scary until I brought a child with me. <laughs> she was like kind of creeped out. I was like, yeah, all of these are kind of scary. And my even my mom and my sister were like, why are these all scary? <laughs> and I was like, I guess, I mean, the movies are kind of scary. So this is just, it's a reflection of the movie. Uh but those don't really exist in on, on the East Coast. So if you want to get some good, scary, old, dark rides, Disneyland has you covered. Absolutely. That's Snow White, right? Oh, my gosh. Snow White, Toad is scary, Pinocchio scary. They're all sort of creepy. There are some – and when we say dark ride, we mean a ride in the dark. But also, there are some dark themes in these. <laughs> um, let's see. Oh. Matterhorn. So Matterhorn is part of Fantasyland. Absolutely. And al- although that uh, attraction absolutely kills me with the amount of jerking, <laughs> it is so pretty. And it's just a, a perfect icon for Disneyland Park. When, I mean, Sleeping Beauty Castle is super cute. Love it, love it. But as soon as I see Matterhorn Mountain, that's when I flip out. I'm like, I'm here. I'm at Disneyland. Oh yeah, it's the ultimate weenie. I mean, you, you you can't miss it. You can see it from almost anywhere in the park. And then I used to uh, see it from anywhere in Anaheim. I mean, <laughs> that's true. You know, it's funny you say that. That's a great point. When we uh, when I was a kid, we always we never flew. We always drove up from the Bay Area, and you know, me and my my three siblings, we'd be sitting in the back, and my dad always had a contest as we were driving up. You know, I five, the first one to see the Matterhorn, you know, wins a treat or whatever the heck it was. But yeah, that was like the big thing we always looked out for. We knew we were in Disneyland when we saw that from the freeway. See, that's so exciting. It's such a special mountain. It really is. And it's beautiful. I mean, it's absolutely beautiful. When you ride it at night, aside from the herky-jerky as you come in and out of the mountain and you see bits of Fantasyland and, and Tomorrowland even, it's it's wonderful. Um, I can remember doing the Skyway through through the Matterhorn, which was super awesome as That's a kid. That's so cool. Um, that used to blow my mind. Uh, and that was the only reason as why. As it I'd, should. Oh, yeah. And the only reason why I'd ride it. Um, I was deathly afraid of it, but you know, going through the Matterhorn was worth it, man. I know they'd never do this, but how cool would it be if it was kind of a slow-moving attraction? Not, like, super slow, but, like, people mover slow. <laughs> um, so that you're just riding it to get good views around Fantasyland. And you can see other parts of the park that way. Sure. I just wish it were smooth, period. I mean, if it were fast and smooth, I'm happy with that. But if it were, like, medium-paced and smooth, then everybody could ride it. <laughs> yeah. No, Absolutely. But you're right. It's a it's backbreaker. <laughs> oh man, it's like oof, it's rough. <laughs> it's so pretty. 
What other things do you love about your dear Fantasyland? So one of the little areas I love is a little bit outside of Fantasyland, but I, I call it part of Fantasyland. This is Fantasy Fair. Yeah, it's definitely part right. of Fantasyland. So it's not like, you know, it's not behind the castle per se where the rest of Fantasyland is. It's more in front of and to the side of the castle. But I love this little area. And uh, when they added it, there were so many people who were skeptical. They're like, you know, oh, you're moving the dance floor and blah, blah, blah. It's not classic. It is absolutely beautiful over there. It's um, really pretty. It's pretty to look at. There's some great photo op spots. If you've got small children, even if you don't have small children, the story time stuff they do over there is so much fun. Um, you know, I've done it with my family. I've done it with my guy friends on guy trips. And I have a blast every time listening to these actors act out these stories. Uh, super fun. Um, you know, they got some, you know, nice treats over there. But just overall, you know, one of the things I wrote in my notes here is it feels it really feels like a Disney World thing that they dropped in Disneyland. Like it's not something you really see a lot of in Disneyland is that sort of little experience. It reminded me of like the Tangled Toilets, right? It's just like this. Oh, yeah. Little, I, I think the architecture is similar. Little, it, absolutely. They've got the, the Maypole in the, or the Tangled Tower in the middle um, exactly. that lights up. But it's just, yeah, it's a nice little spot that, you know, again, don't miss it. Don't think it's something you shouldn't see or it's just for little kids because, you know, adults alike, I think, will enjoy what they have there as well. And the like you said, there's some really good character meet and greets there. They get some more obscure princesses and princes that will come out and uh, chatting with cast members around there, they'll let you know, hey, Moana's going to be over here today or something or whatever. Let's see. What else do I love? Oh, Storybook Land. Holy smokes. This is so special. The landscaping is gorgeous. Of course, you've got the little tiny villages and castles based on all the famous Disney films that you love. And then you get an actual storyteller in the boat with you when you go on the canal boats. And it's just so pretty and and quaint. And I love miniatures of anything. So it's one of my favorite areas in all of Disneyland, Walt Disney World, anywhere. Yeah, it really is. I, I don't think enough, well, maybe, I don't know if enough people appreciate this this attraction. Um, it is, it's, you know, growing up as a kid, I was huge into models and, like, model making, and, you know, I was in the Bay Area, so, like, industrial light and magic was a big thing, and I used to know people who worked there and, like, built models and stuff, and so going through this ride as a kid was, like, my way of experiencing what, like, professional model making looked like, because everything's miniature, and, you know, I look at, like, the... The, the houses like Mr. Toad's house and, and all that stuff and um, it's just it's such a cool unique experience it's not something you find anywhere else it's just yeah it, it really is and you know you get a different view from the Casey Jr. train uh, if you don't mind being smushed for a while <laughs> but it's very pretty up there as well I love the view of where you can see all of storybook land with Matterhorn Mountain in the background. It's just incredibly magical. Yeah, Love it. It is. That's a good one. That's a real good one. Okay. Uh, what else do I got here? So uh, one of the little things I love, again, I like, I like the little sort of obscure things. One of the things I love, especially with my kids when they were little, is um, uh, finding the evil witch that peeks out over Snow White's Scary Adventure love yeah it's just one of those things that 
again, it's not like a big attraction or anything like that, but it's one of the little unique touches they added to Fantasyland that like every 20 to 30 seconds, the curtains open up and the evil witch is staring at everybody in the courtyard, right? <laughs> it's just one. And every year I'm there, uh, you know, you always hear people, you know, showing it to other people who don't know and they're excited and, and, and surprised that they never, you know, some people, oh, I never saw that before and I've been here for how many times? Um, so it's it's just one of those little unique touches in Fantasyland that I absolutely love that sort of adds to the experience. It's very true. And I remember showing that to my daughter and she was so excited. Yeah, that's great. She's, What's she doing up there? She says, is she going to come down here? <laughs> like, no. <laughs> Um, which brings me to another thing that I love is the characters. Disneyland has the ability to have wandering characters and Fantasyland is one of my favorite locations to meet them just because of who they are. You have Mad Hatter and Alice walking around. You have Peter Pan walking around. We saw the fairy godmother. I mean, just the coolest characters just hanging out walking around you don't have to wait in line to see them you're just gonna you just come by and say hello and that's just super special and it's so nice when you have a child and you don't have to worry about waiting in a ton of lines and you can see some of their favorites just wandering around fantasy land it's so special yeah no you, that's what i love about disneyland it's yeah it's unique in that fashion um, and you talk about, you know, the characters, you know, have you ever seen the, the Sword and the Stone ceremonies that they have there? Uh, no, I haven't, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that's another thing I love. So, you know, the wizard and, and, and whatnot will come out and they, they pick people to try to lift the sword out of the stone and then some lucky kid gets it out and, you know, there's all this hoopla and whatnot. It's just, it's a, again, <laughs> more environmental experiences that, you know, maybe aren't necessarily attractions, but really add to the to the immersion and the fun for families. Very true. Um, okay. So let's see, I've got a couple more. Um, one that I touched on earlier is the, the new Dumbo queue. So they've changed the Dumbo queue um, at Disneyland. It used to be just open air and super brutal during the summers, really brutal during the summers uh, because it's a very slow loading ride and there was never every cover. So now they've added this, really large uh, cover which is wonderful um, and uh, you know and maybe maybe that maybe what made it more special for me was the fact that we got to watch the fireworks go off from no Fantasyland joke. while standing under that queue but, you're gonna uh, have deep love for that queue forever for that one moment but yeah that's now it's now ingrained in me exactly it's it's part of me <laughs> but you know me now <sighs> Thank, thank the Disneyland gods for adding a key to that attraction. Um, I wish they would have done it, you know, a decade ago when my kids were little and wanted to ride it nonstop. But, you know. We purposefully avoided it on this last trip because we did not know about the new queue. I was like, no, I'm not sitting. I'm not standing in that. Don't even let her see that Dumbo's over there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad to know there's some cover over there. Yeah, it's wonderful. When If you ever get back there, you'll 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 love it. It's really, if really I ever nice. get back there, <laughs> <laughs> I'll make it happen. It's gonna happen. It's what you do. <laughs> exactly. Uh, another thing I love is Alice in Wonderland, the attraction. Oh yeah. Um, I you know I talked about Mad Tea Party, but Alice in Wonderland, which is just adjacent to it, 
has a really cool view of the tea party as you as you move in your caterpillar uh, winding around up and outside uh there are you know in interior scenes exterior scenes really cute animatronics some tech additions the music is wonderful and it's just very special yeah good call yeah and my daughter was all about it so that made it me like it a little bit more right i mean i always like but when she's like let's ride alice again (sighs) it just it made me love it even more It, it yeah i mean that's you become uh, more attached to it for sure. Um, yeah, that's such a great ride. I like all the. I, I remember writing it, you know, pre-updates and then after the updates, and I was blown away. The the you know the projections that they've added and it's just overall, just it's so much nicer. All right, no brainer. Small world. Duh. Right? I mean, obviously. Small world, and then you can plus that with you can say small world at Christmas time. Yes, small world holiday. Oh man. Yeah, all lit up. This, the music changes, the light up, the 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 just everything outside and inside. You know what can you say? It's just it, it's a little. When the clock strikes and you're standing out there uh, and you get to see, you know, the little soldiers come out and do their little jig. That's cute too. Absolutely, it, it can be a little much. Like there's so much that goes on with that attraction. Uh, you know, as I can only imagine as a little kid, you just me just be like, just too much sensory. It is. It, it is overload. And uh, the topiaries all around, which always makes you think of Edward Scissorhands. Yes, me too. <laughs> Same. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so funny. Yes. Uh, one of my favorite movies. Um, and they're so pretty all around there. Yeah. I, I like getting to walk over the bridge to board the boat. It's it's all about the facade, though. That That's is. the best part about that attraction is seeing that beautiful facade it really is it's a great picture spot you get you know especially if you time it right you get the train coming by from behind and uh yeah it's just it's just yeah stunning stunning place so yeah absolutely small world small world small world all day all day long i have one more thing that i love and i know you love this as well uh king and queen bathrooms oh (laughs) yes again one that i didn't have on my list that i absolutely regret not putting on there yes so glad you brought that up we love the king and queen bathrooms. Uh, they have lots of stalls. They're always clean. They're not super crowded because the walkways there are large and relatively empty. So, of course, we love the king and queen restrooms. Oh, that's so funny. Yes. It's just so beautiful. And it's beautiful inside. And just, yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> we are passionate about the restrooms. We like. <laughs> oh. You have to be. You're in them so much. You really are. You know, because you're always trying to stay hydrated. You got little kids who got to go all the time. You know, you're especially in. when you have a kid or one that's potty training or something. You get very familiar with Disney restrooms. It's wonderful. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I look. I mean, there's so many other things that I absolutely love about these fantasy lands, but you know, I try to keep it to the things that absolutely mean the most to me. But in general, fantasy land is one of my more favorite lands uh, on both in both parks. It's typically what people think of when they think of Disney. Yeah. Whether whether it's good or bad. <laughs> A lot of people when they hear that that I like to visit Disney parks a lot or especially if I have a podcast they're like 
okay, nerd, you sit around talking about it's a small world all day? Yeah. <laughs> like, maybe. Maybe. But, <laughs> no judging. <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of people think that's what, when you say I'm going to Disney World, that means I'm going to ride It's a Small World 24 hours. And it's just the Fantasyland attractions. Not true. <laughs> but also, it is it is the heart. It's the heart of the Disney parks. That's what that's what everything was based on. That's so funny. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, that's just the yeah. I mean, when you think about it, that's that's the artwork you see, the attractions you see. Um, yeah. Uh, one thing I'm surprised you didn't have on your Disneyland Fantasyland was Mr. Toad. Well, I, I I lumped that into all the scary dark rides. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, Fair yeah. Enough. Toad, Pinocchio, Snow White are my all the scary dark rides that I love. So yeah, definitely love Toad. And my daughter asked me yesterday, "Can we ride Mr. Toad?" <laughs> like oh. it came out of nowhere. I don't. I have no idea because we hadn't watched it, we hadn't listened to it. But she said, "Can we ride Mr. Toad again sometime?" I was like, "Of course." <laughs> she's uh, she's hooked. You've got her trained well. I know. Praise for that. She said, I'll just close my eyes during the scary parts. I was like, good deal. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Thanks very much for joining us on this episode of Mouse Geek Radio. You can connect with us by visiting mousegeekradio.com or on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at Mouse Geek Radio. Also, if you enjoyed this show, please don't forget to click that subscribe button to be notified when we post a new show. And if you'd leave us a review and rating on iTunes, we would greatly appreciate it. If you'd like to contact either of us personally, you can find Scott on Twitter at stbarrett, and you can find me on Twitter at Mallory O'Brien. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time.